You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. All right, Todd Benson here uh, in the booth at Eote Coffee downtown in the Central Exchange Building in Oklahoma City. Man, it's been a it's been a long time since you and I have got, got it has together. Been, it has been a very long time, right? Since we've like legit sat down and kind of had some time. About 145 podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about right, actually. Yeah, it is. That's uh, it's a long time ago. It and, goes by uh, so fast. I think it was probably August or September. So you know what? When you get into the new space, we need to do a podcast together. Yeah. So. And you mentioned soon as I think you mentioned that hey, we have a new space, because it kind of came up real fast, didn't it? Well, And you were like, I got a space for us. I know exactly where it's going to be. And if you're watching, which, well, you know, people listening to your podcast, we can post this on YouTube and share the link. Like, you'll see where we're at. All people probably know where we're at anyway. But Yeah, this this booth right here feels like just a lot of smart things happen right here. Yeah, there's a lot of big changes and big world decisions are happening, right? That's one of the things you said when we had coffee, was the first time we met was like, uh, you said, um, think of all the things that happen over coffee, right? Yeah. When you look at it, like, whoa. Yeah, you're right. And hopefully here there's some, I mean, there's big decisions that are made. There's, you know, you know, relationships that are formed or, or, or business transactions. But this place right here just feels like, like the Godfather booth is what it feels like. That's, you got that's leather what, yeah. and paneling. And it's, the, it's the seating in there. Block it's the lights. Chairs. It's like you just, I feel a lot smarter. If I can need to have... I've got the paneling. I need a lot of leather-bound books. Yes. <laughs> like I, I, Burgundy. I, like, you're right. I don't have any. Um, I don't have a wall full of books either. But, yeah, you're right. It's like a that kind of old-school feeling. Yeah, it? it is, which I thought, you know, when I was going to get coffee, I said, you know what, we need to do a French press over here. So uh, we've got our Ethiopian Sadama that we call Vessel. And so um, mm-hmm. blueberries, just blueberries. That's really all I have to say about yeah. the Vessel is, is blueberries. And so... It's a fun afternoon coffee for me, or something I've had with dinner and dessert. But um, uh, mm-hmm. good to good to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for inviting of, me down. A lot of selfish reasons. Yeah, so a lot has happened in, in both our lives since then. Since we first uh, hey, we got to get together and do another podcast because you invited me on on mm-hmm. your podcast early on, like your, two your, years ago, right? Yeah, two years ago, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, was it May of eighteen? Yeah, it went out in May. I think we recorded. I think in March okay. or April. Okay. So yeah, it's it's gone fast. And you're up to I saw 148. 148 now, yeah. Um, Just did your pastor and your golf buddy. Is that is that correct? That uh, was right. Yeah, Jason, a good mate of mine. Um, kind of yeah, my pastor, and he was our uh, officiate our wedding. Um, both of them, same woman, funny story. <laughs> yeah, to give us uh, a little, I'd forgotten that yeah. you, you've been married twice. I've been married twice in, in two years to the same same woman. She's awesome. Uh, basically, obviously, people listening, I'm from Wales in the UK. I have a little accent. And yeah, we'd been dating for nine months and, and I'd asked her parents, you know, and, and well, first of all, I spoke to my immigration attorney and said, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to marry this girl. I'm going to marry this woman. You know, what's the best place? How do you go about it? legally the best way to do it for immigration reasons um that's not why we got married but you know i love her obviously uh um, but they've made movies about this but they have made movies about this yeah the uh that one with was it ryan reynolds yes the proposal it's basically the same story um yeah so so i went to see my attorney and she said you know i didn't see my attorney actually i went to see a friend said i think you just have to be engaged so I was like all right cool you know 
no big deal. So I went to see her parents, told her parents, asked, you know, did the whole thing. And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, we'd love to have you a part of the family. Huge blessing that is. And anybody who's been through that conversation, it's not an easy thing to do, right? Um, Then we went to see, me and Taryn went to see an immigration attorney, Kelly, um, and she could sense that like something was like not right. We were sat there kind of nervous, what's going on, you know? And and she said, uh, she's like, oh, when'd you guys get married? We're like, what are you talking about? Like, we, that's when we got nervous, you know? Um, she's like, okay, basically it takes 90 days to file all the documents. Your visa ends in about 90, well, about 100 days. You've got to get married and everything has to be sent off by March the 1st. So you had to be married first. So you married first, Not yeah. So, so that was like the first week in February. My, uh, my math's terrible, but that's the first week in February. So my... You still got some panic in your voice. The, yeah, the day that I got <laughs> married, and I'm, I'm that type of person where I hate like the cliche kind of like Valentine's proposal. Mm-hmm. I proposed the day before Valentine's Day and got married on the 16th. <laughs> Because you had to. Because, because I the, had to. The clock right? was ticking. The clock was ticking. So everything went well. We're still married five, I think it's four years. This was 2016, February 2016. Okay. So it's been four years. And she's, she'll say the same thing. She's like, wow, like that's gone so fast. So did you get married here or did you get married? Yeah, in, we did both. Okay. So you married um, here first? So we got married here first, like super quiet, super quick, kind of just intimate family deal because we had to. And then a year later... We got married um, here again in Edmond at Wings Event Center in Edmond. Yeah. Um, so Taryn could have her day, put her dress on. My family came over, full the whole deal. And then that was on a Saturday. The, the Sunday we flew back to Wales and had like a huge wedding oh, wow. party in Wales basically wow. the whole week. So we got to celebrate our wedding three times basically in two years. That's not a bad deal. That's pretty good going, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. Um, so you've already renewed your vows Twice, oh, yeah. twice, yeah. <laughs> two different countries, two different continents, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's uh, and, and we took like when we we went back home and my parents had their wedding photos in a and this is going to sound super you know kind of cliche or whatever, but my parents had a, there's Wales is known for for a few things and one of the things it's known for is there's more castles per square mile in Wales than in any other country in the world. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been to a few. They're everywhere. Like there's five in my hometown. You know, I grew up playing and playing soccer and playing golf inside Cardiff? one. Are you in Cardiff? Uh, Bridgend, which is about 20 miles outside of Cardiff. Okay. Um, so like my parents had a, their wedding photos in like the village castle. Okay. So we basically recreated our wedding photos the uh. same as my parents had but with my parents in them as well right so that was really cool she got to take her dress back and the whole you know women listening to this will be like oh you know the whole fairy tale of getting yeah. married in a castle yeah. we just had our wedding photos but she loved it great oh, that's time. awesome so that yeah was exciting. That, was a, that was a big win for her so yeah absolutely yeah that's that's kind of the the short like short version i guess of the whole story so well fast forward to 2020 yeah and the world we live in what what is up with you now what do you got going on uh so we bought a house in 2017 and we had two dogs and they were awesome. Two golden doodles. No kids, uh, but as, you know, Taryn's working, she's doing good. Me, I obviously, like we said, we started the podcast, or I started the podcast um, through This Is Oklahoma and initially was supposed to be a real estate thing and quickly realized that it's more about sharing stories and having a great time doing that. And without mentioning real estate in every podcast, mm-hmm. I actually ended up doing better in real estate by not kind of selling the hardcore way of, you know, oh, I'm a real estate agent, I'm going to start a podcast so I can, and that was my, you know, kind of initial 
goal, right? Was, oh, I'm going to start this. It's going to be awesome. And you do the man math and you're going to be a millionaire in six months and all that nonsense. Right. Um, but yeah, I quickly realized that, that this is awesome. This place is amazing. The people are amazing. The stories that everybody has, not just your Hal Smiths and, you know, kind of bigger guests that I've had on, Brooke Wells and all these kind of famous type people. Mm-hmm. But the best stories come from from your hardworking nine to five Oklahoman who, whose passion is doing something amazing, you know? So, uh, yeah, I've been sharing 148 stories so far from the podcast. So, so a guy from Wales, let me get this straight. Yeah. A guy from Wales comes, um, so you came here at college, you played, you played golf, uh, played golf at SNU. Yeah. So got into real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, a guy from Wales has become the brand ambassador for Oklahoma. Pretty much. This is Oklahoma sharing yeah. stories and um, amazing Instagram pictures that have a story that follows those. Right. And then doing your podcast that's audio and, and video. There. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny, right? And I think I got away with it for so long because of my accent. I'm sure people just like to listen to me. But so would that happen I don't to me if I went much. to Wales? Would, would, oh, they, would, would I be a rock star just because yes. I said y'all and Damn. I got an accent? hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. It, right. I tell my friends the same and it, the whole, you know, when, when you're in college and, and your friends are like, um, Oh, you have an accent. You, you know, you can kind of talk to any girl you want. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. If I took you back home or if I take any of my friends back home, people will just, you know, and I, the first time I wore my cowboy boots back home, everyone was <laughs> like, who is this guy? Who are you? Who are you? Right. So that's kind of funny, but yeah, it, it works both ways. Well, my favorite thing is to hear you say y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. It's, I think uh, I've heard you say that twice now. Yeah. It's. Doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen very often. It's usually, people ask me to do an accent and it's usually, I have to listen to somebody first and then I try and repeat it rather yeah. than just kind of like pull it out. But yeah, my yeah, Welsh accent when not well, unless I'm singing a, a good Tom Jones song. It comes out there. And Tom, then it comes Tom's out. got some soul, right? He's got it. He just has it from like, I don't know where he gets his voice from, but it's just that deep, you know, like even when he just talks normally. It's just, it's impressive. Where does a Welsh guy have that much soul? I mean, not to offend any Welsh, singing, but, it, but, but it, it just, you know, just kind of Southern bluesy soul. Yeah. I, mean, I had no idea he was Welsh. Welsh people are pretty good at singing. Uh, famous Welsh singers Shirley Bassey is quite a famous Welsh singer and, and just people Welsh voices in general um, uh, the guy who played the movie F- Nixon the guy who played him is Welsh I can't remember his name oh, oh Michael Sheen really Michael Sheen is okay. Wel- Welsh very Welsh accent and Sir Anthony Hopkins is Welsh too I did not know that yeah so there's others but those are probably the most recent most people that would you would know well I guess the thing that I've enjoyed um, right love introducing people to coffee i mean you've you've been my go-to guy on music we had some marcus king band mm-hmm. playing just a minute ago and then there was another person you introduced me to uh yeah it's um chris kingfish somebody kingfish, kingfish. Yes. yeah he's on my playlist in yeah the shop here just yeah. like a young guy and i kind of found him through marcus king and, and a friend of mine uh led me to marcus king too and both um, those guys are guys in their, their teens and 20s right mm, yeah I mean, super they, young guys they sound like, like old souls Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you okay. hear them, and you're like, "Oh, this guy." The, especially with like the, the the kingfish guy, you think BB King straight away, right? right? And then you see him, and you're like, "This guy's like touring for the first time. He's 20, yeah. <laughs> like, 20. Yeah. yeah, he's like homesick on yeah. tour. Yeah, he's probably homesick. Yeah, he's never left home before, and he's crushing it. So, yeah, um, I get. I'm, I'm kind of blessed that I listen to you know UK music as well as American music, right? So if I tell people over here. And and those both artists they're American, but 
other artists in the past have been like, oh, do you listen to this person? And I was like the go-to person for music. And I just uh-huh. look at the UK top 40 instead of the US <laughs> top 40. Just, hey, go listen to these people instead. But yeah, music's big. Is there, is there a certain style or an artist that is your favorite? Uh, I listen to pretty much everything. But pretty eclectic? Pretty eclectic, yeah. I went through, you know, I've been through plenty of phases. Uh, but Gary Clark Jr. is one that I can listen to any time of day okay he's very good he's out of Austin kind of the same like blues style guitar okay. and um, I saw him live in, at Austin City Limits the festival stumbled upon him didn't you know one of those kind of people that I went to see the Foo Fighters and they kind of brought him on because he was local okay and I was like whoa this guy's amazing looked him up and he was playing in Tulsa in six months I'm, like, I'm going so I've seen him twice in Tulsa oh, now. Wow. Well, so I'll yeah he's have to give him a look he's very very good yeah just kind of that uh you know, just old school, ty- old school style of blues. The um, oh, who's the famous blues guitarist? I can't remember who sang uh, the Watchtower. Was it all across, all over the Watchtower? Who was uh, that guy? Amazing guitarist. I can't Jimmy remember Hendrix. his name. Yes, he's yes. very Jimi Hendrix. Okay, he's like a mix between Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Ray Vaughan. Okay. Oh yeah, um, I like Jimmy Ray and Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan. That's and right, then, Stevie Ray, not Jimmy Ray. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, yeah, that's right. And then yeah. you know, you two did a, a version of that on their Rattle mm-hmm. and Hum album. Yeah, um, which is one of my just favorite. Like, just and just shredding guitar, but without putting out any effort. Yeah. It's completely yeah. effortless. Yeah, and you can put it on the background and listen to it. So. Just, and also good driving music. You also great driving music. You're right. You, you like cars like I like Land Cruisers. I'm a I big love. car fan. Yeah, so. convincing my wife to try and let me buy something. <laughs> That's a hard sell. Right She's now, like, I want another it? dog. I'm like, we have two of those already. Yeah. So right. we have two cars. I'm like, I know, but you have two dogs and <laughs> one car. I have one car. So yeah, she did say to me once. She said, we can have as many dogs as we have spare bedrooms. We okay. have two spare bedrooms and we have two dogs. Okay. I said, well, we can have as many cars as we can have parking spaces on the driveway. That's right. So I got two more spaces. You've got two spaces left. You've yeah. got room to grow. She's going to hate me. <laughs> She's going to hate me if I somehow come home with a new car and, hey, this is on the driveway. It's sponsored by somebody. It's like, what hey, did you do now? That's right. Well, hey, you've, you've got one more spot left. So yeah. the black eye doesn't come till the third car yeah. arrives. She's kind of more down your route, though. She likes the the Forerunners. Oh, does she? Mm, okay. Big Forerunner fan. So I think that's going to be her. And she said she's next for a new car. Okay. So, so maybe Forerunner. Forerunner is her personality probably. and yours is more sports car. I see I, all your... Yeah, two-seaters. And I can get one dog in the car, but... I want a car that I don't... It can't have a radio. It's got to be a... Gotta be a five six speed manual gearbox v8 and just you're, no you're stereo uh, yeah i want to go out and enjoy it it's like a sunday blast right yeah. it's not like a it's not like a daily driving comfortable sit on the highway all day it's a i'm gonna go and drive for an hour and so tell, tell me engaged. the car place that you showed me pictures of uh and i, I don't know if it was in wales or it was Which in england was that? um that it was a like a driving club but they also had the uh la Mazzucca lava oh yes espresso a, machine uh, like we have yeah there. it's a place called caffeine and machine caffeine and machine yeah so basically this guy um who's from the uk but he grew he went out to dubai and worked in social media and marketing and for car brands okay. huge car nerd he worked for jaguar land rover and all these companies um he created like a coffee shop culture in in dubai for cars and stuff like that okay and then he moved back to the UK and bought like this old pub house bedroom style manor bunch of acreage. Yeah, like a, a bed and breakfast type. Yeah, it's just like we went. I went home Christmas and went up there, and it's it's centered in like 
the middle of the UK is very motorsport driven. A lot of Formula One, a lot of race teams, a okay. lot of you know Jaguar Land Rover is, is the, the manufacturer and all that kind of stuff. And it's in the middle of that. And in the middle of that is all these great driving roads. Ah. So it's in a perfect place. But yeah, they have a they love their coffee, they love their food, the the full Lamazaco style setup and yeah. it's just a home for it's a coffee shop for car people, bikers, the rest of it, and it's I was in love. I could have stayed there all day. We oh. drove two hours to go there and Taryn I dragged Taryn with me and she had a coffee and lunch and she's like, Okay, what are we doing now? I'm like, Well, I guess we gotta take you shopping. We went to the Cotswolds and she's just down the street, but you know, I could have it was like my dream house, right? Absolutely. So, you spend a lot of time there and then spend oh, as much awesome. time on the open road. Just... Yeah, it was nothing better, right? And that's yeah. one thing I think I miss. Regardless of what car you drive back home, you can always have fun in it because right. there's twisty, windy roads, right. small roads. And, you know, I, I had an old Ford Fiesta and I would, you know, it never had a rev limiter on it. It's the best thing ever for a kid <laughs> who's just passed their driving <laughs> test, right? So, yeah, and then you come out here and everything's straight lines. Straight and, lines all north and south, mm, east and west. Yeah. So, so you have a favorite driving song? A favorite driving uh, I've got a couple I've had speeding tickets to. Okay, so those would be your favorite. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a couple of speeding tickets through listening to... ACD, I had an ACDC album. Okay. And it was, I think, it was like the soundtrack to like the first Iron Man. Okay. And I had it on a CD in my car. Okay. And I hadn't long passed my driving test. And I got one or two. And back home, with a, when you get caught speeding, they don't pull you over, right? There's a guy on the side of the road or the guy in the sat in the back of a van with a camera. Okay. So he just sits in a van all day and just takes pictures, pictures of people. Pictures and sends you the bill. And huh? Yeah. So I get, I, as soon as it happens, I see it come around this corner. Like coming off the off the highway into a small like take a left straight onto like a dual carriageway which is two lane road but it's mm-hmm. quite a quick road back home and you know I'm like music's blaring the sun was out once in Wales <laughs> um, I just won a golf tournament so I was buzzed anyway and I'm coming down and I'm like going through the gears and then I hit this kind of like roundabout so I get down to second and then as I scream out of the roundabout up into third about to change top end into of third into fourth and I come around this corner and I just see this white van parked on the road with one door down and this black you know black hole and you just see the camera hanging out I'm slam on the brakes uh-huh. back into third and the picture they sent me is the car the front of the car the nose of the car is like pitched forward and I think I was doing 75 in a 50 in a roundabout Uh, (laughs) yeah just come out of it like herring into you know like going flat out and you know down a straight kind of through a roundabout through a corner and you got like a two mile straight which back home's a long straight so I was you know bouncing along radios blaring and I'm just loving life and I as soon, soon as I got back home, in black what I was don't it? Know what it yeah it was probably something like that I was I mean they're all great didn't they um yeah I got home and I told my mum straight away I said I think I got caught speeding and I got lucky because a guy who ran the who was like the head of like the South Wales Police Camera Division right. was a member of the golf course uh, so he saw my name and was like just do three hour you have to sit through a three hour class and you'll be okay uh, but otherwise, it could have been, you know, fine and oh, yeah. points on your license and all yeah. the rest of it. But well, at least you were honest. Yeah. I think I got caught speeding. Yeah, and then like literally a <laughs> week later, that. a week later, I got a picture and I was playing golf at the time. Mum texts me. She's like, "You're gonna laugh so much when you see this picture because the car, like I said, it's like anchors on the brakes and it's you know on its nose, tiny little Ford Fiesta." Really hard to dispute that, isn't it? That you were slamming on your brakes. I was, yeah, I was <laughs> slowing. Luckily, I slowed enough to not get you know my license taken away or something like uh, that. But. Oh. Yeah, I do miss that car. 
That's fine. So was it worth it? Oh, looking 100%. back, yeah. <laughs> I have the picture somewhere. It's probably in my bedroom back home. I want. I want to see get that it. picture. I have to get it somewhere. Yeah, it's great. But so yeah, you've done 150, from... almost 150 of these podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Has there been one here um, that stood out um, to you as people you've interviewed here in Oklahoma? Yeah, I. I, through the podcast, right, and you'll you'll definitely know get to know this too. But the more you do, you just get to meet so many amazing people, and you learn a lot more about people that you never would have known. Uh, even my friend Jason and Pastor, I just did right. I learned a lot more about him in an hour than I have for knowing him since 2013. Um, so there's a few, obviously, like the you know the the big high profile people, or right? Hal Smith, who I interviewed about a month ago. You know, he's an Oklahoma legend, right? Has all right. these restaurants. He's a, very successful in the business world and he's very easy to interview because you just ask him a question he just kind of talks um but the most impactful ones are the ones like i said earlier like the normal quote normal human normal average working man right Right. um and and carl martin was one of those people he um he owns a sign service in oklahoma city so fixes and, and replaces and installs kind of like your gas station 7-Eleven signs okay. and, and back in the day did a lot of neon sign work uh, and it was kind of a day I'd kind of been, it'd been scheduled through a friend it was a referral and I you know, sent him a message here come on down whenever see the address and, and I'm kind of driving down there I've had a bit of a longish day and it's like I don't really want to do this you mm. know just like one of those times you're like oh, I don't really want to kind of you know kind of go through I thought about canceling I'm like no just get it done like you know you're you're all halfway there and the last thing you want to do is have your first impression be canceling a podcast and making up some random excuse so meet this Had guy your Ashton Martin or something exactly yeah you're right um, so you know meet, meet him walk into his office and it's in a warehouse you know down off like I-40 and um, I meet him and then we chat and okay cool you know tell me about what you do and goes through the whole sign spiel you know he's build signs which is not a glamorous thing to do right it's kind of like being a locksmith or whatever it is it's not it's not many stories with that right so and then i'm like okay well i'm looking at his office and i saw this horse pictures and cowboy stuff and he's wearing you know cowboy boots and i'm like so tell me about this cowboy stuff like what what's your love of horses not at all no and and we go into this whole like story about how he trains horses he grew up on a ranch he loves horses and he loves the the things that horses can do for others. So Carl's like side gig passion project is basically using horses as horse therapy to young kids who have autism and, and disabilities and stuff like that. And then we sat there and talked for 45 minutes, like almost in tears about the things oh, that he's wow. done, you know, like taken like a horse from a, like a wild horse. And in five weeks, he's got it down at the fair getting winning show stuff you know having it prance around and that stuff's magic you know it's like a horse whisperer but then finding the connection to how you know the horses can help kids and um horse therapy is not covered uh by like insurance for kids stuff but so he has his own private practice and you know people do dog therapy you can take a dog into a hospital but you can't take a horse right. into the ward right into the kids hospital so people come out to him and and he shared this main this the main story he shared was um because i asked him you know what's the best story that you have and he's like well every time a kid is smiling that's you know it's a great story. thing to do right yeah. um, but he said there was one there was a little girl who like she just she was uptight she would kind of sit she would clasp her hands she was really tight she wouldn't open up she wouldn't smile she wouldn't speak to the nurses who she was on 24-hour care mm. and there was 
three nurses who cared after and he said we'll just bring her out let's see what we can do and we tried everything else let's just try this horse therapy and he walks over with the horse and she's like sitting there and she just looks up and like opens up her hands and starts to reach for the horse and the nurses like break down in tears and like and he's like you know she he gives it the horse gives puts the little girl on the horse and just walks her around and, and after the little girl goes home after about 20 30 minutes of like giggling and smiling and having the time of her life turns to the nurses and it's like please tell me what just happened wow, and they yeah. tell him you know that like she's basically been sat there with her hands clasped for for a very long time she, she shut down yeah she shut down um so that was one really cool story that's awesome yeah he's He's still doing it. It's yeah. business. OKC sign services business. Okay. And you'd have no idea. You'd never know. Unless you're in that circle of yeah. my kid needs horse therapy. You'd have no idea. You wouldn't know that. And you can't find, doesn't have a website. Just he's just in that circle. So, Well, for, for his story, I mean, there's, there's got to be you know, oh, thousands yeah, of right. other stories like that in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. People that look just like the ordinary Joe. Yeah. And every, are, everyone knows um, Blue Seven, right? You know, yes. Caleb that Caleb. runs Blue Seven. Caleb's story is amazing too. Caleb was a, um, uh, he sold, he knocked on the door, walked in one day and said, I'd love to have my leather goods in your store because to the managers at the time. And they, they said, yeah, sure. Like, you know, after a couple of times of trying, his he was a, worked on leather and did leather work, belts and stuff. And then he started working there part-time. Then he became a manager. And then one day the owners walked in and said, we don't really want to work anymore. Uh, we will own a finance you if you want the business. It's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, who does that? That's, yeah. you know, it's just like, well, we're done. We don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah, you can take it if you want it. He's yeah. like, excuse me? So that's, yeah, and he's, it's been going like 10 years. Well, and he's a staple in Oklahoma City. Yeah, definitely. He said some amazing things. And his heart is as big as a smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, there's a lot of good things for Oklahoma City. Yeah, he's got a great story. Yeah. So that was another one that was kind of like, because you see the logo, you know, they, they, they sell amazing products. They do cool T-shirts and, yes. and mainly the Thunder T-shirts, right? Um, but yeah, I'm like, hang on a second, really? That's that yeah. was really cool, and he does love his off-roading too, right? I think he has a big Nissan truck. Yeah, and yeah. has five or six kids that he chucks in the back, and off Loads we go them camping. All up and off we go. And yeah, so that was go explore cool. and more recognizable business. Yeah. What do you? What's what are the similarities with community and and culture in Oklahoma City, or just Oklahoma in general, and and back home for you at Wales? Are uh, are there similarities, or yeah, are definitely. they more different than they are the same? No, I think definitely similarities. Uh, everyone just shares their community over a beer instead of coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mainly it. You know, like everyone, I think looking at the UK and looking outside, you know, with this recent kind of scene that we're in right now with, with this virus and stuff, everyone went and bought ammo, right? Everyone went and bought guns. Back yeah. home, everyone went and bought beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer and wine was sold it's out. just a matter it's of priorities. Just, that's, you know, all the, all the pubs are shut, so people can't socialize. So... They just kind of went and hung out, and but that's 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 the main main kind of similarity. And community's big back home. It's just you know, yeah, we're going to go to the pub, we're going to have three or four pints and watch a rugby or football game. What's on TV right. or whatever it's on TV. So it's and that's very really similar. the excuse to gather, right? It that's is. The excuse that's to get the whole together. excuse. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I mean, friends who like friends who I know would now grown up and they're older and you know they, they work nine to five and instead of going home at five o'clock they go to the pub for a pint with their mates and then they go home at six thirty. Yeah. 
Um, they may tell their wives that they work till 6.30. I don't know. <laughs> that's another story. Uh, that's another story. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's the culture. And, and it was funny. I got to kind of, when we went home for the, for the wedding, I got to kind of give my father-in-law that experience. Uh, and Taryn has had that experience before. We've gone up to the pub. She's been home a couple of times. But the first time my, my father-in-law came with us, the there was quite a big rugby game going on at the time. And it was... So the UK, I think every four years, I think it is, it's the, basically the UK teams come together and they travel to the Southern Hemisphere and they play New Zealand, Australia, okay. and the teams down there. It's called the British and Irish Lions. Okay. So they make a team of 15 players, roughly, out of four, basically, country teams, Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales. Okay. And they were playing New Zealand on a Saturday morning at 7 o'clock. Wow. And we and my group text got the boys together and said, right, let's go to the pub at you know 7 o'clock. You can buy a beer and, you know, buy a beer and breakfast for mm-hmm. like eight bucks so we all did that but we all got there early doors didn't open until seven we got there at 6 30 and one of the cleaners had left the door open so we jumped in and got prime spot in front of the tv so my father-in-law is in a pub slammed with people now by eight ten i think eight o'clock was kickoff and not knowing what is going on right and it's eight o'clock in the morning on a saturday and everyone's two or three pints deep after eating breakfast watching wales play or the british and irish lions play against new zealand and we lost but we lose a narrow game so it was i said to him i was like you know it's 11 o'clock and we're walking back to the house and i'm I'm about to take a nap and he's worn (laughs) out too you know i said do you enjoy that he goes oh i loved it what a bucket list experience yes thank you um you know my dad was there too and so he hung out with my dad the whole time and i was with you know sat around a quite kind of a similar booth to where we're in now is just watching the tv it was oh, amazing fun. so yeah he, he loved that experience that was kind of cool well oklahoma city is starting to become known as a as a, as a foodie mm-hmm. town and lots of amazing local restaurants that aren't aren't big box national chains mm-hmm. i mean they're they're local you mentioned house smith we have a lot yeah. of amazing restaurateurs here in oklahoma city uh what's what's a I guess a good solid um, Welsh meal. Ooh, good. Um, you can't beat a roast. Roast is very close. So uh, what okay. people eat, like well, you'd have a roast that's mm-hmm. very close to kind of what we would eat back home. Okay. Um, vegetables, potatoes, you know, and you got roast meat, turkey. What Thanksgiving dinner is very close too. It's okay. kind of like a Sunday dinner back home. Every Sunday back home, my mum and my nan will cook, and it's cool. We, I hear you call it a roast. Back home, we call it a Sunday dinner because you have it every Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, um, it's probably typically, you know, yeah, you know it's a, Sunday, Sunday. a Sunday meal here. Sunday roast, Sunday dinner back home. And most of the time, if I played golf all weekend, so I wouldn't eat it Sunday Either that or I was hung over and I wouldn't eat it, but I always put it in the fridge and I'd eat it Monday. My grandmother, so, my, my wife's grandmother would make a thing called hash, and so yeah. she would take all the roasts and potatoes and put it all together, and then you, yeah. would, you would toast you, you, would, you know, would toast some bread and you would, you would pour it over the top. Mm-hmm. And I never had that until I out here. Yeah. So good. It's like almost you want to make two roasts, yeah. so you've got enough leftovers to, to have that so the, the second or the third day. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know, the fish and chips, obviously, is the go-to, right? Everyone back home kind of... Oh, okay, I was going to ask you about pub food. What's pub the kind food. of the go-to um, pub food? <clears throat> go-to pub food is... Bangers and mash is pretty good. Okay. So sausage and, and mash with onion gravy is a pretty good okay. one. Yeah, this good. Yorkshire puddings as well, if you know what that is. I do, I've okay. had Okay, so Yorkshire pudding, sometimes they make a massive one the size of the plate and put the roast in the Yorkshire pudding, Okay, which is really good. I had the smaller version. Yeah, the smaller version, the two little kind of, they're yes. like cupcakes, right? Exactly. Like inverted cupcakes. So the, yeah, we have, you get the smaller ones, but there's some places that do like a massive bowl. It's like a 
bread bowl, but okay. it, but it's not bread. It's kind of pastry, and it's fantastic. I didn't have a good experience. Maybe I just had yeah. a had a bad batch. Where did the, you go? The smaller. Well, you were it's when I was growing up in high school, and we were in England, and yeah. so you you know. When in Rome, you do as the Romans. Right so You're whatever right. was yeah. was local, we were trying yeah. it. But bangers and mash and fish and chips, mm. bang. My some of my favorites. Stew, stew is pretty good too. There's, a, it's called cowl back home. C a w l. Okay. It's basically stew. Okay. Right, like a winter meal. I mean, the weather back home is never great, especially in the winter. It's grim. It's cold. It's raining. So you come home and you have a giant bowl of stew with you know chunky pieces of, of steak or meat or oh, lamb and then you you know it's in you've got potatoes leeks carrots all these vegetables in as well and a giant kind of french loaf chunky piece of bread like that is warms you up oh yeah up and so that's a good winter meal which is 90 percent of the year back home, <laughs> i guess right? most of the time in wales it is a winter meal so yeah has there uh, been a, a good fish and chips place out here? here, Long John Silver's I, is that. I, I kind of stayed away from it purposely, just not to try. Yeah, don't, I haven't don't been, ever. Yeah, I tried. The best to stay part about away. Long John Silver's mm-hmm. is like the crispy little, all the little breaded things okay. as a kid. You know, it's just basically. Yeah, I haven't just, had it. I haven't yeah. had fish and chips anywhere here actually. And there's one thing that comes with fish and chips back home. You have fish and chips, right? That's your thing. But the side that comes with it, you can have a bunch of different sides. But the main one, the one that everyone should get when they go back home, it's called mushy peas. Mushy peas. That mushy peas, right? Attractive. So it's basically a cup of green peas. Okay. But they're mashed. They're bigger, thicker peas, and okay. they've just been mashed. Okay, like potatoes, so they, like mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, like like mashed potato, okay. but peas. Okay. Oh, it's fun. And you just like dip your fries and chips in it. Okay. And, oh, it's just it's fantastic. So I have to trust you. Yes, and I don't like like I never really liked them as a kid uh-huh. until I went home and I tried them again as an adult. Like, okay, okay, now I get it. Uh, so that's another big thing. Mushy peas is is a big thing back home. Um, and another thing, like when you go go to a don't go to like a typical pub, like go to a fish and chip shop okay. back home. And what they'll do is, and it's the I, I'm not a fan of vinegar, but uh, I will eat malt vinegar. Yeah, I right. Love you know when you have you, yeah you have like yeah. salt and vinegar on your fish and chips. That's the only time I'll ever put vinegar on anything. Yeah. And you go to a, a traditional fish shop, and they will wrap it in newspaper like they didn't. It's, yes. it's more like a wrapping paper now that looks like newspaper, but back right. in the day they would wrap it, it in newspaper. newspaper. And don't eat it until you get home. So you, they wrap it in newspaper, so all like the you know the, the juices, the grease, yeah. and the vinegar and the salt just drains into that fish and chips. And then uh, you get home, you unload uh, it, and like, oh, it's the best thing ever. That sounds good. I'm sweating thinking about I, it. It's I, so I good. It's like, where are we going to go uh, eat? Every place is closed. Yeah. But Another thing, I guess we're in the Netherlands, uh, frit sauce, which was... What's that? I thought you only put ketchup on your French fries, but in in mm-hmm. Holland they had frit sauce. And okay, basically it was a uh, like a, a mayo based sauce okay. that was more had like like pickle juice and, and mm-hmm. dill in it, and so it was a tart right uh, tart sauce that you would dip your chips in. Okay, and huh. I mean, there's days that I, I I dream about that about frit sauce. Yeah, and I never tried that. Can't find it here in Oklahoma. Can't so find it anywhere. I've not been able to find it, and I've tried to make it at home. Do you have any friends that are from that area that no. you know that out here? I guess I'm just got to go back there and then yeah. also get my mushy peas with you. Yeah, exactly. Just, just go on a, just a food road trip. Why not? It's business expense. You got to taste coffee all around the world. <laughs> There's got to be some some coffee research to do. There's over definitely there. got to be some coffee over there for sure. Um, well, um, coffee culture, um, you know, people. It's mm-hmm. like those are all three things that you know we both yeah are are passionate about and it's it's fun to um sit here and and talk we're in a, a crazy time right now with um um the the COVID 19 
Um, I think you'd share with me to your mom is in yeah. healthcare, and so mm-hmm. um, uh, you're affected. Your family's being yeah. affected, probably even more so uh, mm-hmm. in, in Wales than we are are here. Um, it's sometimes it's really hard to watch the news because you don't know how much of it is sensationalized, how much of it is over or under reported or politi- uh, politicized. Right. But um, you know, in a crazy time like this, what are some things we talked about? A lot of fun stuff, mm-hmm. and it seems like when. You know, some of the stuff is a, is a good distraction to, oh, to yeah. get my mind off the heavy. But when you, you get alone with your thoughts and it's just you or uh, you're, you're looking at um, the week and things that are going on, where do you where do you find hope and peace in the middle of, of all the crazy mm-hmm. um, that's going um, on in life right now? Yeah, it's you're right. It's a strange time. Uh, and mum, I actually spoke to mum before we did the podcast before I came down here she uh, she works on a ward back home where they care for the elderly right so people who are mostly at risk but, yeah, the most but what they're thing. doing now is they're clearing their, the ward that they're on moving the elderly that are there into assisted living care that's like there was an assisted living building that was I guess not being used and they just moved people into that which is great okay. um, someone who owned that building and wasn't being used said take it you know do what you need with it um, so she said right now she's kind of going through training that, that possible that, that there will be patients who kind of aren't reacting to this to the to the drug or, or they you know they, they have COVID-19 but they're not kind of you know, they're not giving the signs that they're getting any better. They might be where my mum is now. More going hospice there. type care. Yeah, can, which is really sad, right? Because and and friends back home have had, not had family, but no families. Who the bad thing is, like you can't if somebody has this disease, right? And they go, you can't go visit that person. And no. if they die from it, you don't see them. You can't give them your last. That's really kind of sad. There's to not me. any closure. Yeah, um, you're right. Um, and it's funny. My my gran on my dad's side, she's in assisted living, and she like loves it. She's really happy. She has a great time. They have a cool atmosphere there. But the whole assisted living facility has been in lockdown for two weeks now. Yeah. So my mum sent me a picture earlier of my dad with a pen and paper and a notepad on the, next to the window of my oh, nan's room, just wow. kind of. And it's hilarious, right? Because my my nan's kind of the stubborn. T- Typical old traditional, like she needs a hearing aid, but she will not she will put it in. in. She will not wear it. Yeah. And so he's just got a pen and paper and a notepad. How are you? And she's like, good. <laughs> it's somewhere between funny and heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, so they've been, and, and it's been my, my grandparents on my mum's side live a mile away from us back home. They used to seeing them every day. They walk the dogs up there every day. So that's been really tough back home for them. And because and, they are on full lockdown uh, back home, you're only allowed out for essentials, groceries, medicine, or you know, one time going and working out one an hour. So they're really locked down. Um, but, you know, finding hope and seeing seeing a lot of the people... I saw a clip the other day of all the um, the emergency services kind of went to Mercy and just flashed all their lights for like 10 minutes or whatever. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, and then you've got all these companies around the world that are now building masks or ventilators or whatever it is to help this disease regardless of what country you're in that's kind of cool too to see and that's something that naturally i think every oklahoman would do anyway right right but now you're seeing it across the world so to us as you know living in oklahoma and and kind of being an oklahoman now like that's just normal but seeing it around the world you think oh like this is this is a this is bigger than the virus right it's bigger it than and it doesn't matter what religion you are or what you know what you believe what you don't believe like 
everyone's coming together. Yeah. It's bringing everyone together, good or bad. So that's kind of, kind of something that's cool. I kind of get, get a lot of hope from that, seeing that, you know, because there's not many things that bring us all together, especially no, with politics no. and all the rest of it that goes on. Like, there's a lot, and, you know, social media can be a very dark place. Right. So seeing, yeah, seeing people come together and share things or uh, there was a great website that was built recently by... Um, a couple of a friend of mine was involved in it. His name's Nick Brown, uh, and it's called OK for OK. So it's Oklahomans for Oklahoma. Okay. So it's OK for OK dot com. And if you own a business, you can go there and submit your business. And the guys who have written the code, basically, it's there's no code. There's no coding in the website. I don't really understand the website stuff. I'm not really a tech guy, but what I do understand is you can go submit your business and your business is now on that page. Okay. Not like, Hey, you have the website. I'm going to, you know, can I, the, taking the time out of it. So that's a really cool website for people listening. If they want to go and, you know, find out how they can support local restaurants. That's really cool to see. Cause these are young guys that tech guys, they know, you know, these guys work with some of the best people in the world in the tech industry. And they've done this for free wow you know for for the good of of good of businesses in oklahoma yeah. so and it's mostly oklahoma city metro based but well it's yeah, just fun seeing really cool. that part of human nature um being contagious and you're seeing people going out of their way yeah to find ways to help mm-hmm. um and i was having this conversation with someone else just the last couple of days and there's been a lot of things that have been sifted out of our lives. I mean, there's been something flashed around the social media about land. It goes, wow, I gave up a lot more for land than what I intended. <laughs> yeah. But when you see, you know, you know, you know, it's kind of started the, the night here. I think where it, where it got real in Oklahoma City is when everyone was at the Thunder game and it was about to start and they sent everybody home. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. you know, you've had sports, you've had the, the food and restaurant community rocked here. You mm-hmm. know, everyone is... Uh, if you're not every non-essential business has been shut down and um you you drive down the streets in downtown during the middle of the day and you can look for blocks and yeah. not see a car or a person and you see that in bigger cities and it's just eerie it's yeah but i guess what i've realized is as as we get sifted what stays in the screen or maybe the, the bigger things mm-hmm. uh, maybe and by bigger the things that are they're more important and probably the things that are, are foundational in our life and I think this is a huge opportunity now uh, to reevaluate, you know, what is important in life. Yeah, uh, definitely. We see it in relationships. Uh, we see how we spend our time and our money. Uh, we see faith become real and mm-hmm. not be something that's just maybe part of our culture and part of tradition, but it's what sustains us because yeah. I just saw yesterday that we're almost 6.7 million um, mm. unemployment rate uh, in a matter of just a few weeks yeah. uh, in our country and so uh, there's been a total reset of, of, of values and, and what we do value mm-hmm. and so I think uh, with all the bad and all the struggle that's going on there's there are these stories that you share on this on this is Oklahoma yeah uh, there are things that are that are going really well or people doing really good things mm-hmm. and to have the opportunity to talk about those things and give people hope and encourage one another and, and point them to the things that are lasting. Yeah. Um, I talked with um, Waylon Cubitt last night and I asked him a question and he reframed it and really just, mm-hmm. uh, he set me straight on my questioning. He said, do you want me to impress you or do you want me to impact you? Yeah. And I'm going, wow. Like, my mind's about to be rocked right wow. now. <laughs> Why don't you just... Yeah. Why don't you just impact me instead yeah. of trying to impress me? 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my little nugget for the week is, you know, what can I do that has impact? Then we all try hard to put yeah, that space on. Yeah. And everyone has their go-to stories and, yeah. you know, Hey, look what I did today and look what this is. And, you know, and, and back to what you said, like with hope and stuff, I spoke to, um, Brian Winkler recently who it works for an ad agency in town, uh, robot house. And that's kind of a throwback to Futurama's Robot House, if you've ever watched Futurama. Um, Amazing guy, done some amazing things in the advertising world. But I asked him, it just followed up, hey, how's things, you know, what's what's your business like? And he said, business is doing okay because there's certain businesses that are thriving during this time because they're needed now more than ever. Um, But he said, this is the most time I've ever spent with my kids. And he has one kid that's 11 and one that's 17. And he's like, this has been amazing for us. Yeah, because you, you don't know? get those days back. It <clears throat> doesn't get that. And I think coming out of it, you know, you're going to have these experiences, right? There's, I'm sure there's some parents that have toddlers and they're climbing the walls right now because they yeah. can't take their kids anywhere and they all need prayer right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you come out at times like, you know, Brian's probably, it's going to impact the rest of his life because yeah. he knows that, oh, this is what I've been missing. Maybe I'm going to go home earlier now. I'm going to work harder when I'm at work and so I can go home earlier. And spend time with my family. Right. And yeah. we forego the trip to the pub and we want to go home and mm-hmm. see our kids. I mean, we're playing games more. We're um, doing things as a family. In fact, Jeannie and I sat at home uh, this last week. So, you know, after this is blown over mm-hmm. what part of these things do we want to keep as part of our yeah our, our daily rhythm our weekly rhythm and i think a lot of it is is intentional time that we spend with our family right. and, and other people that uh, that are important to us because you went with the girls right down to wichita's yeah right before they started closing the couple the parks, weeks ago and we just yeah. took a picnic and we drove up to the top of mount scott you yeah. know packed in our food packed it out and then just hit two different trails yeah and we were back home by, by dinner time. When's the and last time you did that? Never, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. You know, it had been yeah. six months. Because the girls have been all around the world and you've Good been busy. And, yeah. yeah. And we it's had great one time that just experience. got married. We had one that was with YWAM and spent six months abroad. And then high school and middle school and this and yeah. that. And we overbook and overcommit. And so to have a... I, t- I took off on a Friday. Yeah. And it was a Friday. And, uh, of course, right now we don't ever know what day it is. Right. Because sure. they all like, feel, well, it's, it's like Groundhog Day. 16. Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. March 97th. Yeah. And, Everyone's um, getting used to doing Zoom calls. Oh, I know. And, I mean, those are the things that is encouraging to me. And those are the things that I think my my new mantra is, is when I get up in the mornings, I, I get up, I've got some worship music on, I get in the Word, read a little bit, I have a cup of coffee and just... Mm-hmm have about an hour to just get my mind right before I ever start my day. Otherwise, just the day is already depressing by the time your alarm goes off. And if I focus on, you know, my actions and attitude, what I've got control over, how can I go out and help someone else today and impact them Mm -hmm. and trust that God's provision is enough for today, then you know what? That's That's a pretty good game plan for the day. Yeah. I mean, it takes care of my professional life. It takes care of my personal life. It takes care of my spiritual life. It takes care of my my community life. I mean, there's several concentric circles mm-hmm. that has an opportunity to impact. But I've yeah. got to st- I've got to really um, I've got to coach myself up before I even get out the door. Yeah, you like so you got to take care of yourself and start with you to impact everything else. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. Either they don't realize that or they don't take no. the time to sit down and be like, oh, maybe I should get an extra hour in the morning, get yeah. up earlier and just read. 
And it sounds cliche sometimes. Oh, self-care. Well, no, you know what? It's, it's more than self-care. It's soul care. It's allowing God to give me some focus and direction mm-hmm. before I just, just go out. And, yeah. just, and it could be any way, right? You could be getting up early, having a coffee, listening to the word or reading or whatever it is. Or, you know, it's out at night when you're going to have a bath for an hour on your yeah. own and read. Or, yeah, it, genius, it's just, just getting away. Run a bath and, and, and have that personal time. And there's some mornings it's just me with a cup of coffee and I'm learning. Probably the biggest thing I'm learning right now is learning to listen. Mm, it's there's, hard. There's two things I don't do very well, people that know me. <laughs> One is sit still and the other is be quiet. Yeah. And uh, it's hard. So I'm, there's, a, there's an old book uh, by a guy named Brother Lawrence. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of work for me to be still and be quiet. Yeah. But man, the rewards of that are huge right and it's like why am I 52 years old and now just discovering this because you've been <laughs> that's good that you didn't discover it now though rather than when yeah, you're 85 I've been traveling at Mach 5 yeah. for about 48 years yeah and so until the wheels fall off you don't you don't get still and you don't get quiet yeah so Man, I want to thank you today for uh, for us to be able to social distance here. Sure. We're on the opposite sides of a of a big booth, but just to be able to reconnect. And I think more than anything, it's just an encouragement to me. And I mean, this fills my cup. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Just getting to get caught up. And um, so, thanks for uh, your time today. And I look forward to us doing this again. And uh, and it be sooner than later. Yeah, I think it'll be sooner or later, for sure. And tables back in the coffee shop and it not looking like a dance floor. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of when I came in. I'm like, this, this could be a dance floor right now. This, hey, this could be a We're going to get the disco ball, and yes. that's the party we're going to get started when, we go. when they give us the green light. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, mate. It's hey, been great. Thanks again, Mike, and uh, look forward to doing this soon. Awesome. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.